Welcome back to the C3 Student Smart Group Leader and Volunteer Podcast. This is our first episode for 2024. Uh, today we have Brian. And Grace. And Madeline. Um, so being our first episode of the new year, I thought we would start with um, finding out if we have any New Year's resolutions. People do that. That's something that happens. Do you guys have New Year's resolutions at all? Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, no. I get called a basic Christian white girl when I do New Year's resolutions. Uh, I no, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, do you remember, have you ever done a New Year's resolution? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For have, sure. Have you ever done one that you actually, like, did and stuck with? Uh, Never. No. no. <laughs> not once. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have not um, done one either in a long time. I used to, um, but I don't. But did you actually keep any no, of them? Oh, okay. <laughs> if you were to do one, like, what would you want it to be about? Oof. I feel like I always went with the same things. Like, whenever I made a New Year's resolution, it was always like, I want to exercise or eat healthier or, like, make my relationship with God better or stronger. So read the Bible more or pray more. And all those things I should be doing year-round anyway. And whenever I start at the beginning of the year, it's always really good and fizzles out somewhere in the middle of January. <laughs> yeah. So I always feel like they're just consistent things I should be doing. But probably just something in that. You can make like a fun one. That might be something you're more likely to stick to. Mine that I keep trying to do that I probably would have picked if someone told me I had to pick one this year is that I'm want to start a Bible reading plan mm. to read through the entire Bible. Like at one time, whatever, like I follow this plan. I know I'm not going to make it through the Bible in a year. But like I just know that I cannot stick with that. So it's just like I found a couple of plans. I've tried to start them and just haven't. What about you? Uh, if I were to do one, it would be something about the gym again. It's like, Going to the gym. <laughs> have a gym membership, but I just don't get them. Um, we'll do that. When's Ooh. the last time you went to the gym? Oh, don't call him out like that. <laughs> well, it was, I think it was in December. Yeah, I think it's good. But it hasn't, like, nothing, probably once. <laughs> but I have not been back in 2024 yet. Um, I, the Bible Room plan is great, um, I think. I know Jordan mm-hmm. Gedeke, she's probably going to listen to this. She just, she's doing the Bible recap this year, trying to get mm-hmm. through the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll leave a pause here for a Bible recap commercial. If they sponsor us, we'll pause. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> maybe they'll sponsor us. Uh, but I've heard that's really good. Actually, I've been interested in maybe trying that as well. Um, specifically, the Bible recap. Um, but this is our first episode of this year. This is episode number eight. Um, I hope that you've listened to all other seven episodes. If you're a new volunteer, new small group leader, hopefully you're listening as well, kind of catching up on some different uh, specific topics. Um, I want to recap our last episode. So last episode near the end of the year was um, about the code of conduct to be on the C3 students team. And that's a required listen. So if you've not listened to all of them, hopefully you've at least listened to that one. Um, And I don't know, specifically recap, there's certain things as leaders and volunteers that we have to agree to abide by, to live a certain way, to be on this team. Uh, So if you've not listened to that, please go back and listen to that episode before you listen to this one. Um, This episode kind of comes on the heels of that one. This is not a required listen. This is not like something you need to be doing to serve on the student team. But our hope is that you will kind of put into practice maybe things we talk about today. Um, And today what we're specifically talking about is 
um, how we live. Um, in our episode, our last episode, I said this sentence that we can't lead students where we are not, or we can't lead students where we've not led ourselves, and that's kind of what we're talking about today. So the idea is this, that being a small group leader, being a volunteer, it all starts with us, how we live. Um, we lead small groups. Grace and Madeline each lead a small group. They've been a student in student ministry. They've been led by people. Um, I think they've come to a place where they realize this is true, that they can't lead the girls in their group to places they currently aren't. Um, part of that is because students are really smart. So students will see through us when we're lying. If you're like, hey, you should be reading the Bible every day, but your Bible, when you bring it every week, is like perfectly clean, and it looks like it's never been opened except for maybe Sunday nights, they're going to realize you're probably not doing this. Or if you're telling them to memorize verses of the Bible, but you can't name one or recite a verse that you've memorized, or you're telling them to pray, but you don't pray, those are the kind of things students pick up on, and they're like, well, I don't want to be a part of this. I don't want to do something you can't even do. So what we're going to do is we're going to walk through some things that I think are really important that we should all be doing, and then we'll kind of have some conversations throughout. So I think the first one is this. Are you spending time with Jesus personally? Um, so Grace Mountain, I'd love to hear from you. What do you think that means? What does it look like to spend time with Jesus personally? I always feel like it's just keeping like consistent conversation with God throughout the day. I like to just send little thoughts of like gratitude or just even random like silly thoughts. Like if I find something funny, I'm like, oh, like, like I have just a tiny conversation with God about it. Um, or if I'm like worried or stressed, just kind of keeping that that conversation going throughout the day. And that, I don't equate that necessarily with prayer. Because I feel like prayer is a more formal thing where I sit down and I give all my focus and attention to God. But for me, just spending little moments with him throughout the day, I find even helps me when I do sit down for like prayer time or even Bible time. Because it just helps me to feel more connected with God. So I think that is something I personally do that I think is really helpful. Yeah, I think the conversation's a good part of that. Um, I think for me personally, I think of just stopping when I see something or hear something or <clears throat> just going somewhere where I think of God, something that reminds me of God, um, something that helps me to focus on Him. Like, I mean, sometimes during the day, it's just looking at like little pictures or whatever around my house or on my phone or whatever where it's like, man, God really moved in this, and I'll just kind of sit with Jesus in that moment of like, yeah, like, you did this. I owe you for this, and yeah. If you were at the fall retreat on the high school side, Dan Smith was our speaker again, and one of our sessions, he was um, bragging on his wife who goes to this, like, coffee shop every morning and, like, just sits in this coffee shop and reads the Bible um, every day, and, like, people are attracted to that. And I think sometimes we get this idea that, like that's the goal is every day you have this hour quiet time with Jesus and you sit and you spend time with him in this like very routine situation. And that can be really intimidating because there might be seasons of life where you get to do that. And there are some people where their rhythm, um, their schedule allows them that. So I think we assume spending time with Jesus daily has to look like that. And when we can't do it, we just kind of write it off. It's like, well, I, I don't have the time. I don't have the time to sit and read my Bible for an hour every day and just be still and be alone with God. So if that's what spending time with God looks like, I just can't do it. So I think hearing these these thoughts from Grace and Madeline are super helpful because there's going to be days and times where you can't um, submit a, lot, a large amount of time, but maybe it's just our thinking and it's just things that remind you of God and in those moments to connect with God, um, just to spend time with Him. So I would say if you look at your daily life, 
and there is not a part of every day of your life where you are somehow connecting with Jesus, um, that's probably something you need to change. And if it starts small, if it's just, okay, it's just going to be a quick thought or it's going to be uh, a daily verse. I know a lot of our team, I hear they do the daily verse from the Uversion app, that it's on their phone, and they that's one thing they do every day. And that is great. That is a really, really good start to spending time with Jesus um, just personally every day. I think another thing is, uh, are you reading the Bible? Um, that's a good question to ask yourself. So first, are you spending time with Jesus personally, maybe every day? And then are you reading the Bible? Um, CCC, the past year we've introduced this Bible Made Possible course, which we're going to do again this fall of this year, because we realize that um, not just our people, but people in general don't know how to read the Bible and are not reading the Bible. I'm willing to bet most of us have Bibles in our homes, but are people actually reading it? So ask yourself, are you reading the Bible? So um, Grace Mount, I know Madeline, you just said maybe if you were to do a New Year's resolution, it would be to read the Bible the whole way through. But uh, what has reading the Bible looked like for you? What does it look like now for you guys? Do you do it? How do you do it? Is it helpful, not helpful? Just kind of talk about it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> my thing with reading the Bible right now, I used to try and read like as much as I could in one setting. It'd be like, how many chapters can I read? Can I read an entire book in one sitting? Because um, it felt like, oh, the more I take, like the better it is for me. But lately, like the past couple months, um, reading the Bible has really looked like picking a chunk or just a chapter where I'm just reading that over and over and over. Um, I've been trying to look up some study guides or um, even just people's like comments on different books of the Bible and those sections um, and just finding like, okay, what can I see that's new in this verse that I've never seen before? What can I um, learn about like when this was written and why it was written? Um, and then just learning how to take that and actually apply it. So I've been trying to do more of studying while I read, not just reading to say I read it. Yeah, I feel like um, I've been doing a couple different things. I like listening through the Bible, and so I started, I actually did start in the beginning of the year with my sister and some of her friends. They are doing just a read-through through the Bible, and it's not quite the, what's the one you were talking about, Ryan? Bible Project. Right. Bible recap. <laughs> Bible recap. Bible project is another thing that's actually really good. Yeah, it's not Pause either here of those. For commercial yep. Okay. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, not either of those. Uh, it's just straight read through from the beginning to end. Yeah. Um, and I probably won't be able to keep up with it fully, but my goal is in like a year and a half to finish that. Um, I was even, I think this morning I was five days behind, and then just throughout my morning, I like to listen to it through audio. Um, and now I think I'm only three days behind. So it's kind of that too. I don't necessarily hold myself to doing it every single day, but I try to keep up with that. But like Madeline said, like that's more just listening through it, getting the idea, staying in the word <coughs> regularly. Mm -hmm. But I also like to do it slower with a study Bible. Um, so I try to do that probably at least three times a week. Um, and again, it kind of ebbs and flows. Sometimes it's five times, sometimes it's one or two times. Um, but I do find the more time I spend in the Bible, the more time I want to spend in the Bible. Mm -hmm. So for me too, a little part of it is uh, sometimes I have to force myself to stay consistent because when I do fall off or like I don't read it for like a week, then for some reason there is just more pushback in me for even like 
getting myself to read the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've found for me it's been really helpful to just remain consistent in some way. Again, I think it's important to remember each of these things as we talk about them, it's not the it's not that you have to do it every day a lot. Um, again, that's a really unattainable goal. I remember Dave did a sermon once where he talked about this stuff, and he said, like, if we all set that as our standard and do this every day a lot, we're not really going to do it. But we need to be doing it. Because, again, we're asking students to do these things. We're asking students to spend time with Jesus. We're asking students to read the Bible. Um, so if you look at your week and you have not touched a Bible, that should be a big red flag for you. Um, I know there's a lot of people I know that would call themselves followers of Jesus, and they're continually posting things online that they're reading, but it's always other books. It's like self-help books, how to do things better, but they're rarely reading the Bible. Um, So a lot of us are readers, but is the Bible a part of that? I know for me, um, I've done a bunch of different things. I've read the Bible the whole way through. I've done specific topical studies. There was a season where, and I'm not doing it right now, that my goal was to be reading the Bible in the morning when my kids would come to breakfast and they'd see me with my Bible at the table and it would be a thing for them where I'm modeling a behavior I wanted them to have. Now, I'm not doing that right now, um, just for rhythms of life, but that kind of thing, if you're not reading it regularly, that should be a big red flag to you. Um, One thing that begins to happen when you do read it regularly, you become more comfortable with the Bible, uh, how to navigate it, how to find things in it more comfortable as you leaf through it. Um, and again, that is something that will you'll notice. So if you're in group and the small group guy tells you to go to Luke something to read a verse and you have to go to the table of contents to find your way there, you don't remember how to like the Bible works, it's probably a red flag that you've not been spending time in the Bible. Um, so spending time with Jesus personally, reading the Bible are two things that should be a part of your life on a weekly, daily basis. The next big one is praying. Um, if you're in the middle school series right now, we're in this series called Big Rocks, and the first one is all about the Bible. The second big rock is all about praying, um, and we'll talk to you about the third big rock next, but the second one is all about praying. So again, if you're looking at your week and you're not investing any of your own time in praying and talking to God, that should be a big red flag for you. Um, I know for me, there are seasons, again, where I have very specific rhythms to this, where I will have a time where I read the Bible and pray, and spend quiet time with God every day, all connected to each other. But then there's moments where I will read the Bible at one time, and then my prayer might be while I'm driving to work, or it might be at the end of the day, or the first thing in the morning. Recently, my prayer has been first thing in the morning while I'm still in bed, uh, because I know nothing else can distract me. Um, No one else, the kids aren't coming in, I don't have to do anything else yet. I can lay in bed and pray and talk to God, and that's been my rhythm. Um, And again, if I'm asking students or small group leaders to pray, and I'm not doing it, uh, they're probably not going to do that as well. So I know for Grace and Madeline, how has prayer been a part of your life? How does it look? I mean, I don't know what your thoughts on it, on prayer. <laughs> do you think it's a good thing? <laughs> <laughs> I love prayer. <laughs> uh, I always feel like it makes me feel so much more at peace, and my goal is always to pray in the morning and at night. But as long as I hit one of those, I feel I feel good. Um, but at night, since I tend to be more of a night owl, my brain functions better. Uh, in the evening than in the morning. My morning prayers tend to look really short, and that's just me giving like thought to God and thanks to Him. And then at night, that's usually when I tend to pray bigger prayers, or I also love praying in my car. So oftentimes, if I'm in the car, I'll specifically either turn on worship music, uh, listen to my uh, Bible on audio, or pray, because I can just think really well in the car. You're just doing something uh, easy and my mind just likes to wander, so I like to kind of bring it back to God then. Um, but I also feel like like when you were even talking about just the Bible and prayer and all of it, like when we think about those things, we always equate 
um, our relationship with Jesus, and it's even talked about biblically, of him being our friend. And I always feel like, like, think about throughout the day, even days you're really busy, how with our best friend, you might be sending them a few texts throughout the day, or uh, with your spouse, like you talk to them every day, and you listen to them hopefully every day. Um, so I always think about if we equate our relationship with God like that, then really we should be striving to do those things every day because if we weren't to talk to our best friends or weren't to talk to our spouses or, um, or just people close in your life each day, like if you don't give any time or effort into those relationships, then it's really easy for those things to fall away or for people to feel unimportant. And we don't want God to feel unimportant in our lives. Um, but yeah, my prayer life isn't always great, but I like to try every day to talk to God. Prayer for me um, happens all the time. Like sometimes <laughs> I don't even realize I'm starting to pray to God and I'm like, oh, okay, here it is. I'm in conversation. All right. Um, but it just has become this like, second nature and I love that it definitely took intentionality of thinking okay I'm in the car my mind wanders like you said Grace uh let me start to do this um and then I'd pray about things I saw or people I thought of um I try to pray in the morning uh when I first wake up sometimes it's short and sweet and it's just like hey like thanks for another day give me the chance to just be your hands and feet and that might be it um and then I try to pray as my last thought at night Um, but really it has just become this all throughout the day. It just starts happening. Um, and like, I know I have more structured places, um, where it's a more structured prayer. Uh, it looks a little different, but like for me personally, it has just become this conversation, this ongoing conversation and, that has changed a lot. <laughs> so again, we're helping you with this right now. If you're listening to this like in real time, so if you're going to listen to this episode in the middle of January, we're in a series with middle school called Big Rocks and a series in high school called Gifted, and each of those have these other elements connected to it. So for middle school, there is a Bible reading plan and a prayer plan that accompanies this whole series, and we're asking students to uh, read four different verses during the week and ask questions about it. And then we're asking students to be praying uh, four to five times during each week, specific to different topics in both of these series. And if we're asking students to do these things during the series, and as leaders, we're not even doing them, why would we expect them to do it? Uh, we can't even call them out when they don't, because we're not doing the same things, or else we're, we are liars at that point. Um, so that's a great place to start, is to connect to do those things. Um, the last week of our middle school series, Big Rocks, it's all about the church and connecting with other followers of Jesus, which I think is another thing to ask yourself, are you doing that? Um, and it's really easy to say, yeah, I come to church. I come on Sundays and I see people, I sit next to them and I shake their hand and we chit chat real quick. And then I see them on Sunday nights and we chit chat and then I leave. But think about your week. Outside of Sunday, are you connecting with other followers of Jesus? Are you in a small group? Are you um, texting with them? Are you seeing them? Are you calling them? Or or all the people you connect with outside of followers of Jesus, outside of the church, uh, because the Bible clearly talks about the people we spend our time with begin to shape who we are. Um, and I think the more you can spend your time around people that are also following after Jesus will shape you more into that. Um, and the way these shake down around CCC, we have three C's you've probably heard before. So I would, like we've already asked, are you doing these things, spending time with Jesus personally, reading the Bible, praying, connecting with other followers of Jesus. But you can really ask yourself the three C's, are you celebrating, connecting, or contributing? 
So when we say celebrate Grace and Madeline, what would you say that means? I immediately think of Sunday mornings being present at church um, and being active in that. Yeah, that's what it is. So if you're asking yourself, do I celebrate at CCC and you don't, like, well, I come to church once a month, um, which right now, statistically, people that attend church attend like 1.5 times a month. That's like average national attendance of going to church. Um, like that's acceptable, which should not be. Um, CCC, we have about 800 to 900 people that are coming on Sundays, but we have about 1,800 people that would call CCC home. So that's kind of right in line with that. About half of our people come um, probably weekly and then the other people kind of throughout the month. So ask yourself, are you here on Sundays? Do you make it a priority to be here every Sunday? like setting alarms and like you have to wake up and getting here uh are you like rescheduling other things to not take that place i know we have leaders in our team that um do a lot of other stuff kids play sports and it's like some of that stuff lands on sundays but is being a part of ccc on a sunday a priority the next thing would be connecting so what does connecting look like for you guys for me i immediately go to a small group like are you part of a small group at ccc yep that's the way we talk about it. Um, you also, we want you to be a part of a ministry team. So all of you that are on our team and are listening, that is a way to connect. You're a part of a ministry team, but otherwise it's being a part of a group. So are you a part of a group at CCC? And there are rhythms to that. People have been a part of it for years and the group ends and then there is transitional time. But uh, there is a group for everybody. We're making a big groups push right now, trying to add a bunch of new groups. So we're trying to get a bunch of new leaders. So if you're not in a group, this is the time to jump into one. We have groups for young adults um we have groups for women for men for couples for all this different stuff so if you aren't in a group you should be a part of one and the last one be contribute so that's serving and contributing financially so if you're listening to this you're probably a part of our team so at least you got one you're you're contributing <laughs> by serving on the student team that's great uh, but also contributing financially so the bible talks about tithing which is giving some of your first fruits 10 percent of your income to God through the local church, allowing God, trusting God with that. Um, and that should be a part of what it looks like to follow Jesus. Now, all that's great. Um, but um, I think what it needs to look like is it all starts somewhere. So if you're not reading the Bible right now, just start. Uh, use the Bible reading plans that are coming with these series. If you're not praying, you need to start. Use the prayer plans that are part of these series. Use those to start. And then um, a little phrase I like to think about is it should always go up and to the right. So think about like a, a graph in math class where it's about like a community kind of graph about time spent doing something or money invested in and how money grows. You always want to see your graph go up and to the right. Like it gets better, not gets worse. You don't want to see it go down and to the left. Like now we're losing money or we're losing time. So when it comes to following Jesus, think about these things always going up and to the right. Um, what do you think that means, Grace and Madeline? Like maybe in your life, where does that play for a follower of Jesus? I think it just means checking in with yourself. And I feel like that's a huge part of uh, the importance of being a part of a Christian community too, because those people are a part of your life and can see how you're doing, even when sometimes you can't. So they kind of help hold you accountable to that and can help you move up and to the right yeah. um, and keep you consistent in that, even when you kind of fall away. Because also a lot of times too, sometimes things that can bring you away from God or bring you out of his presence don't always necessarily have to be bad things. Sometimes it really can just be like a packed schedule or just things that you slowly start prioritizing over like Sunday morning church or um, being a part of a small group or just over these other things. And sometimes it starts off with one small decision and then can snowball really quickly and lead you 
down and to the left. Um, so I feel like Christian community is a huge part or thing in my life that helps me to stay consistent in that. Yeah, I think when you think about up and to the right, you're thinking, okay, it's a steady increase is what mm -hmm. the ideal is. So that also means intentionality intentionality on our part to be like, okay, what can I add? And you have to be realistic because mm -hmm. the second you try to add a ton and you make a big jump, it's going to be impossible to keep that going. So it's just a steady increase little by little. Like, okay, I'm reading the Bible in the morning and all I'm doing for that is reading like the verse of the day. Okay, you give that a couple weeks. Maybe next you're reading like an actual um, Bible reading plan and just adding little by little to be able to keep increasing those habits. Um, so we talked about me like having a gym membership and like having gone to the gym. I had a, a trainer for a little while last year. Mm -hmm. And like if I just started and day one with this trainer for the next two months, we just did the same thing every day and never increased weight or reps or anything, nothing would happen. Like you wouldn't get better. You would stay the same eventually. And the idea is true for the, the same idea is true for this, that if we're talking about reading the Bible and let's say you just start this week and it's like, I'm going to read five minutes of the Bible every day. And then the rest of your life following Jesus looked like that. That's not the goal. And that goal is not to just, not to just have this little prayer for two minutes every day. That's great stuff to start, but it should go up into the right. I, a good example of this, I was in college and we were having a class, a ministry class and our professor was talking about tithing and we were talking about how the goal is 10% and uh, we 10% is tithing. And um, he was talking about wanting to give more, and someone asked him, like, oh, what is your goal? What's your goal to give to tithe? He said 10%. And I was like, that's weird, because you were talking about giving more. He's like, no, he's like, my goal is to keep 10% and to give 90%. Like, that was his goal by the end of his life, that he would only keep 10% of his income and what he had and to give 90% to the church. And it starts at 10, keep giving and keeping 90, but his goal was up and to the right. He wanted to get better and better and better. So as followers of Jesus, our goal should not be to remain the same. It should be to get better. And that doesn't happen by accident. Um, it is being very strategic, setting habits, doing more. Um, and again, this is stuff we're asking students to do. Um, so that should be our goal as well. And I kind of want to end here. Um, I want you to, each of us, maybe Grace Madeline, think about someone in your life. We were students. You were in this ministry here. Um, who is a person? It could be a leader, a parent, a somebody in your life that like modeled this stuff well for you, so you saw them doing it. And maybe someone, you don't have to name them, <laughs> uh, that did not model it well, um, then it's like just how those connect. Like how it's like, well, this person was asking me to do it, but I know they didn't do it, so I didn't really care. I didn't listen to them. I didn't listen to their advice because I knew they weren't doing it, but there's this other person that, uh, man, they just killed it. Yeah, I mean, for me, like, the only area I was really getting this example was here on Sunday nights and Sunday mornings. Um, but I mean, Shannon and later when Christina jumped into my group, like they modeled the things that I do now. Like it, it's funny. It is almost like you can see the generational um, practices and people that didn't model this stuff well for me. Um, I mean, I got the encouragement on the opposite end from them a lot of like, no, like you don't need to do it. You don't need to be reading the Bible. We don't need to pray before we eat. Like, I don't, I don't care about that. Like, you don't need to care about that. And so, I don't know, especially that side was hard because it's like, I get it. Like, it looks easier to not do this stuff 
It looks like I have more time. And so many more people in my life modeled that. But it did feel like a stronger pull um, towards my leaders because they were modeling that stuff well and it was so encouraging and you just saw like, wow, you're living different. I want to be like that too. Yeah, I definitely think uh, my experience with student ministry here, like with my leaders, it was Sarah and, and Miss Melanie Robinson, um, and Sarah Beach. Sorry, I always call her Miss Melanie. Um, but they were awesome, and they did have consistent prayer time and Bible time. Um, and I remember them talking about that almost every week. And that was really powerful for me, too, because I remember as a kid, uh, my dad would read Bible stories every night to us. And so I always thought the Bible was so cool and so fun. But then I became a teenager, and somehow that idea that the Bible was really interesting and I wanted to learn more and I had that desire kind of fell away just when I started having bigger feelings and struggling more with uh, just inside myself. And uh, I feel like my leaders at CCC really helped me to see that, no, like this is still a good thing. It's not just something that your family believes in or your family thinks is good, but it's also something that that is just ultimately good. And I feel like I just had like other people feeding into that in my life, which was really helpful because I feel like it worked well with my parents and, and, and worked well for me. Yeah, it's going to be rare that students find their way to this stuff on their own. Um, it's going to be rare that a student is by themselves and they just start digging into the Bible. It does happen. I've heard stories where students get um, excited about the Bible on their own and they want to dig in and read it, but it's more rare. It's because somebody modeled it for them and we're going to teach about stuff and we're going to have small group conversations about all this stuff which can be great but when they see it happening and then they see it like come to life in somebody is what's going to attract them to it um, i've had multiple adults in my life um, that i've seen as my old youth minister i've talked about this guy ron before but my old youth minister's uh, mom they all modeled this stuff for me when i was a student and i saw them do it in real time and i saw like man i want to have the kind of life they have and they're doing this stuff, so there has to be a connection. I remember when I was in college, um, I was helping a church in Tennessee, and I was a small group leader, and there were some other college small group leaders that were there, and some of these college small group leaders were just fun. They were like young adults that could just run, and but they didn't do any of this stuff, and you could just see it in their life, that they would come to church, and they could like play Ultimate Frisbee, and they could eat food with students, and... They could talk about like, oh, don't make bad choices and you should read the Bible. But again, when it came time to read the Bible, they didn't know how. They didn't know how to navigate it. Um, you could just see the way they talked was different. They would use language that probably is like, oh, people who follow Jesus probably don't talk this way. Um, and they just struggled to use their own life as examples. When we would talk about prayer, they didn't have any prayer stories. They didn't have any recent verses they had read. They didn't have any of that in their life. Um, and that's what we don't want. We don't want students to have people in their life that can't point them to things they're doing um, to follow Jesus. So uh, my hope is that at the beginning of a year, if you don't have a New Year's resolution yet, maybe yours is to go up into the right this year, to like just get better, to not stay the same, to follow Jesus more and more and more, closer and closer this year. Um, and that's what our goal is for our students, that we want to see students follow Jesus better this year. But it, it really uh, is kind of our, our role and our responsibility to help that happen. So... 
Hopefully this year is great for you. If you need help with any of this, reach out. But I think our siege we're currently in, if you're getting reading this in real time in the middle of January, is super helpful to help us get started as well. Um, that's it. See ya. Bye. Bye. <laughs>